Hello everyone, welcome back on the uh, AgAdventures program on Radio Italia Uno and uh, on the YouTube uh, channel and the other socials. Now we are also on the podcast, so if you're interested to follow us and my adventures and the other people's adventures on the podcast, you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, even on uh, uh, Spotify, so almost wherever is possible to be. So today we have a guest for our um, 50 minutes interview is uh, Corina Steph. Uh, she's an uh, entrepreneur uh, from Adelaide Hills and uh, their, her business is uh, Prancing Pony. Uh, thank you for being with us, Corina. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you. Okay, so uh, I have to be sincere. I came up over there in Adelaide Hills uh, two years ago, the first time, and I was trying to visit all the local uh, producer. You actually based a little bit after Handorf, if I remember right. And uh, uh, the, um, the brewery, a window over there, it was so interesting. There was a lot of interesting contrast, small tables, open space. You have the brewery at the back, a lot of uh, horses. My son loved them. So it was really, really characteristic. But anyway, you will talk more about that. Uh, would you be happy to tell something about you to the people that's following us? Yeah, sure, sure. So I do actually have a little bit of an Italian connection there. My grandfather was born in Botswana, and uh, which is uh, about eight kilometers north of Naples or Napoli, mm -hmm. and I do have some relatives still in Tyrol, uh, where my grandfather's um, brothers are living. So um, I'm German, I'm German by heritage, a mm -hmm. bit of mixed heritage. My grandmother was Swiss, my grandfather Italian, my father was German. So we grew up in Germany and together with my husband and my then six-year-old daughter, we came to Australia in 1982. It was a very, very different place back then. It, we, we were adventurous, we were young, uh, we traveled, um, from Germany um, to Australia via Asia. And we originally only wanted to stay in Australia for about a year, travel around, see what this country has to offer, and then potentially move on to another country. But, you know, all this time later, we're still here. So <laughs> there's something that um, we loved about Australia. One thing that we didn't like was the beer. So back in, <laughs> in 1982, um, the beer in Australia wasn't very much to our liking. And my husband, Frank, who's our head brewer and the co-founder of the Prancing Pony Brewery, started brewing beer in his garage. Now, both Frank and I have had professional careers. Frank is a mechanical engineer and a physicist, okay. and I'm actually a medical um, scientists and we've had uh, quite a few years in our professional careers before we became rogue <laughs> and decided okay. that we most probably would have much more fun in making beer, selling beer and most of all building uh, a beer community in our beloved Adelaide Hills. So about 
eight and a half, no, almost nine years ago. We started the brewery initially in a very small shed. And uh, six years ago, we moved to uh, the current premises, which is, as you rightly said, just outside Handorf in a suburb of Mount Barker called Totnes. Mm -hmm. And I would describe our premises there as industrial tourism. So it's got a very industrial feel about it. As you mentioned, the brewery is open and um, the customer that comes and visits can see all of the processes of beer making, can smell it, can interact with the brewers and at the same time have a restaurant experience, either a burger or a snitty or some German fare that we put on and have a beer and just feel the whole beer making process while they're there. Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, I remember the first time I came over, uh, I actually had the opportunity to um, go through the brewing process uh, with the brewer. So it was really interesting because uh, uh, they showed me during the process and everything. Fortunately, I have already a little bit of knowledge in terms of beers. So being an Italian sommelier, I know a little bit, not much, but a little bit. And um, it was really nice. I think that the good thing for those experience was this, it was all connected. And um, so, first of all, for people who like to come and visit, you already explained where you are located, but uh, to follow you, like there are any um, like socials that people can find online, uh, there is the way to, to be more informed about, because I think that for the space and the way of things are organized, it looks like you have some events, it seems maybe music or things like that. So if they want to be updated for the last minute, uh, what's the name they have to look online? So obviously the best experience people will get by coming directly to the brewery, which we lovingly call the brewshed or just the pony. Mm -hmm. And we are open seven days a week. So people can visit any day of the week, but we do recommend that they book because we can get quite, uh, quite busy in particular on weekends. Um, in our space in craft beer, the socials are a uh, almost mandatory. Mm. So we wouldn't get away without having uh, the communication that we have with our customers through Facebook, through Instagram, through our website, through blogs, through um, varying, um, how can I put it, craft beer uh, enthusiasts, pages like uh, We Love Craft Beer or, or some of those um, um, social tools that are available for people to look up craft beer. Mm. Um, and we have a very strong following, certainly in South Australia. I think when we um, won a Supreme Champion Trophy in London for one of our beers in 2016, we sort of came a bit on the radar for a lot of people. But so definitely people can follow us, but the best experience you're still going to get by coming in because you can see that we're just normal dudes and dudettes and we just go about our daily life making beer and um, we've got all of our staff interacting with everybody we we offer a brewery tour so if mm. you want to get a bit behind the scenes and uh, in particular if you're a home brewer you have interest and you want to get a few hints from the brewers 
then you certainly can get that uh, in our program. Because it is so open, there is no glass or any other barriers between the punter and, and the brewery. It's actually really open um, for discussion and for interacting with the people that are working in the brewery. So we're definitely a working brewery. How many people are working in, uh, in the brewery at the moment? So we divide the brewery mentally, not physically, into two parts. One is the production site. And in the production site, we have about eight people working because we do everything on site. So we brew the beer, we keg it, we bottle it, we put it into can, and we also do our own distribution. So uh, the brewery side is a production side, and we're looking for the people there to have very specific production skills. We have um, a couple of brewers, and we also have two brewers in training. So we um, utilize our brewery as uh, a place to train people who want to become brewers. And then we have the hospitality side of things, which is um, obviously you have a kitchen, a full kitchen. We have a pizza chef and a kitchen chef and a head chef. And obviously a lot of people that work varying shifts and everything from really young people who maybe have their first job in the brewery cleaning the glasses or doing the dishes to quite experienced people um, that uh, go for their Cicerone qualification. So mm -hmm. Cicerone is uh, like a sommelier, but for beer. So they very educated in as far as describing flavors, tasting profile, food and beer matching opportunities with customers. So two of our people are doing a Cicerone course. That's interesting. So uh, roughly like 12, 15 people? That's, 28. Yeah. <laughs> Make okay. it 28. <laughs> 28 people. Okay. Well, yes. there are a lot of community over there because, I mean, 28 people are mainly 28 families. So they are run your business. There are probably a couple hundred people that are rotating just to work over there. And then uh, try to understand the connection. How was COVID? Like what was the damage helped uh, a little bit to change the business? Or what was, how was the total experience? It, it was devastating and demoralizing um, mm. is probably the two words that come to mind. And because the larger proportion of our people, if we've got 28 people working with us and only eight work in the production, there were 20 people who were sort of severely affected with the hospitality side of the business. Um, we reinvented ourselves every day and it really was to the credit of our staff to come along on that journey with us because we were closed down unjustly uh, for a period and we had to actually fight to stay open mm. uh, so that we could do at least takeaway delivery of beer and of food. And one of a sudden, you know, your business model uh, is, is turned upside down. And the best example that I can give you there was we have a Fiat Ducato to deliver our beers. Now that's not a small vehicle as you most probably know, it's a delivery van. And to do pizza deliveries in a delivery van around the Adelaide Hills was just a little bit of a challenge, but our our folks, they just jumped on board and, and we made sure I placed myself, my office desk directly 
into the restaurant so that I was around for everybody, for the customers that wanted to come and were concerned, for our pony community that was concerned, and of course, uh, for our staff, which mm. I wanted to make sure that the moral stays high. So during COVID, we had a lot of beer in kegs that we couldn't utilize. And we decided rather than keeping it and waiting for that sunny day where we could sell this beer again, it would be oiled potentially. We extracted the alcohol out of the beer and we made sanitizer. So we had projects going like our sanitizer project. Uh, we became a shop during that period. And we just tried to look for opportunities to keep everybody occupied and most of all engaged. And um, I think we succeeded because we could maintain the entire workforce with mm -hmm. the exception of two people. And everybody that initially had to be stood down was very quickly re-engaged uh, in the brewery and they're still with us today. So I think we've managed the crisis relatively well. Now you said something and I'm really interested to know. Why did you choose the pony? That's something like why there is a connection with pony or horses? Is there a specific motive? Uh, in a way, yes. So as I mentioned before, Frank has been a home brewer. So he brewed at home in the garage and I banned him from the kitchen because he nearly blew it up. And and um, it's it was a very sort of organic thing for us, you know, doing this, this uh, beer brewing. And of course, when he was a home brewer, he couldn't, I mean, you look behind me and you can see all those different bottles of beer. When he was a home brewer, we had even more different styles. And at one point he just couldn't remember anymore whether the circle was the pale ale and the cross was the amber and, and the red dot was maybe a, an IPA. So he actually introduced a homemade label that he quite fancily based on maybe a Cinzano label or something okay. where there were lots of medals on it and quite sort of loud and colorful, just so that he had an opportunity at home to differentiate between the different beers that he made. Coincidentally to that, we lived for a year in Ireland and we visited the area where Tolkien wrote The Lord of the Rings. Okay. And you may make the connection now, but in the Lord of the Rings, there's only one pub. And that pub is called the Prancing Pony Inn. Yeah. And it's in Brie. <laughs> and we got sort of inspired while we lived in Ireland about this sort of, we always said, if we ever have a pub or if we ever have a tap room, people would be drinking out of wooden marks. It would be comfortable. It would be like your living room. It would be a little bit like the Prancing Pony Inn. And so, of course, connecting the two, Frank doing his own label and us thinking about the Prancing Pony Inn, uh, which is called the Beers Prancing Pony Brewery. And when we then went commercial and Frank said, do we really want to call this Prancing Pony? It's a bit of punzi name. The people around us all said, yes, of course you do. You live in the Adelaide Hills. There's lots of horses and mm -hmm. you, you can have so much fun with horses and the rocking horses that you described earlier for the children. 
it's just one of the fun elements that we naturally took out of the Prancing Pony Brewery name. So we have a lot of fun. We giddy up and we horse around and we use it in our everyday language. And, and um, yeah, we, we think it's quite a befitting name for the fun-loving brand that we wanted to create. That is, any sound is still also family connected. It is, very yeah, so. this sort yeah. of, yes. Okay, so this was a sort of dream that became reality. So generally when I do the interview, I ask people where they want to go, like what's a dream, what's a dream. But seems that over here, the dream is happening now. That is for my understanding. Where would you like to go? Is there another step where you think that is where you are and you are happy facing what's coming because unfortunately we don't know what's coming around you all the time but facing what's coming but staying and staying at this level what are your futures idea on this on your business so our first and foremost goal always has been to employ people because when we employ people and they're happy with their employment and their families are happy then we have wealth in the in the community and the more wealth you create in your community the less crime you can project forward so for us building the brewery was first and foremost about this community aspect a place where people would feel safe where women feel safe they don't feel like they're going into a pub to have a beer they're going into their community hall in mm -hmm. a way where they can eat and drink and bring their children and breastfeed their children or and whatever it might be we wanted to create that and we wanted to make sure that we very much inclusive so the theme come as you are and you're already in it you don't need to be with it you're already part of it is is what we live by we like to see this business grow much further than what it is now. We want this to be replicated in a couple of other places, mm. whether that be perhaps somewhere else in Adelaide or on the Eastern seaboard or um, overseas. We don't really care where, where the journey takes us. And we're not too obsessed with trying to figure out whether that means we need to produce 1 million litre or 10 million litres of beer. We like to think of it as a, uh, a revolution and an evolution. So revolutionising craft beer means to get more craft beer into the hands of ordinary beer drinkers. Okay. So they get the flavour and the, the fullness and the richness that craft beer has to um, offer and the evolution is that part of saying well if there's more people that drink craft beer then the pony will evolve around it mm. and we're not too fixed in saying I gotta have five pups or I gotta have this or I gotta have that for us it's more about a movement creating a movement the pony movement and making people feel very comfortable in this space that is pony so it's not really so much about the beer. The beer is an outcome of people being part of our community. Mm. And if we nail it with a good beer, well, bingo, you know, that's a plus. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for being with us, Corina. And uh, for the people that have been following us, uh, well, we didn't mention the website. 
Yes. So www.prancingponybrewery, all one word, dot com dot au. For our Instagram handle, it's prancingponysa. Same for Twitter, although we don't do too much Twitter, just Instagram. And Facebook is also Prancing Pony Brewery. So if you type in Prancing Pony Brewery, we will come up one way or another. It's going to come out in a way or another. Perfect. So for people that is following us, you know, it's not really far away from Adelaide. It's probably take less than 20 minutes. And it's beautiful. You have the opportunity to visit Prancer Pony, but also the area is full of other really small craft producer which is really really lovely to visit so thank you very much Corina for being with us with this Ag Adventures interview and uh, see you around in the Adelaide Hills yes yeah, see you around and giddy up <laughs> exactly bye ciao bye ciao mm -hmm.